You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. And now for something completely different. Do you, are you familiar with Monty Python? I'm a massive Monty Python fan. So you just made okay. my fracking day in like two seconds. That's how I'm starting your this interview. I am talking today with Sia Yasutornat. Yasutornat. I wanted to. I wanted it to roll off the tongue. I was practicing it. How close was <laughs> I? Was that good? Second time was perfect. Okay. Um, she has a background in corporate technology sales and made the leap into podcasting and content creation, driven by her passion for, in her words, simplicity and happiness. <laughs> Are you getting that out of podcasting? Hold your answer. But, uh, but the idea, simplicity and happiness, well, you don't get much more Zen than that. But she fits the sandwich side of Zen sandwich as well, in that she is definitely an eclectic mix of interests and activities. She's all over the place, and so many times a day, I wonder if she ever does stop and, and take a break, or if she's a new AI creation that doesn't need sleep. She joins me now from the Dallas area of Texas, Dadgummit. Welcome, Sia Yesutornrat. Thank you for having me, Mark. I am so excited to be here, finally. <laughs> well, it's finally. fine. Well, do, you, do I need to tell the audience why it's finally? This was this was scheduled a month ago. Go ahead. Wait, let me take a sip while you go ahead and explain to everyone how amazing I am and worth the wait. That's true. That is true. I am glad we were able to reschedule and do this properly. Well, okay. I'm just going to dive right into it. Tell us first about Brilliant Beam Media. What is it? And uh, full disclosure for the audience, Zen Sandwich is listed there. And, you know, I'm super excited to be a part of this network. But tell people what it is. Is it just a conglomerate of different kinds of podcasts? What all does Brilliant Beam Media do? And what are the ambitions for the future? Sure thing. So what we do is simple. We are a, a digital content marketing consult consulting agency firm. What do you want to call it? All things digital content creation. That's us. Um, we do focus on social media. So we will do the production and social media management for our clients. We will augment marketing agencies, other marketing agencies who just want to hand off the social media side for the digital content that they want to, you know, whatever campaign that they're working on. My let, background. Let, let, let me just cut in for a second because I didn't know that about. Uh, so you'll you'll actually produce a podcast. Like if I came to you and I said, hey, <clears throat> I want to do a podcast, but I don't know anything about podcasting. Can you help me start one and produce one? Would you, are you able to do that? Yeah, that's actually how we started. Oh, wow. So yeah, we started with a uh, podcast creation and um, quite frankly, I felt it was a little too niche. Mm. Um, and look, man, I'm undiagnosed ADHD. I was getting a little bit bored. Not that podcasting is boring, but with the pandemic, uh, just the emphasis on video, mm. uh, a lot of our clients was really wanting to see video and they were using the word podcast interchangeably with video content. Yep. And so, you know, as opposed to being like a podcast purist, and yes, I <laughs> I am 
in the context of, yeah, this is a podcast. Like, yeah, we're looking at each other, but that's you know, a definition, right? It's not just yes. like, Hey, I'm going to record my conversations with my, my drunk buddies and just throw it on YouTube. And Hey, I've got a podcast. I mean, that, that doesn't really count, does it? No, absolutely not. No, the, okay. So I'm, my background's in technology. So I'm going to throw a networking term at you. All right. Which is the difference between an audio based podcast and a video based podcast is the distribution. The content's the same, mm -hmm. but think of it as a one to many relationship. So I'm on, this is a networking term. So I'm going to go techie techie on you, sure. but it's basically you load up a file and then you, you load up that file to a hosting platform. And they then disseminate it to all the podcast distributor catchers and all that stuff that are out there, the directories. So that would be your Spotify, the iTunes. I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, I'm that, dating myself. The Google that, podcasts. You know, That's what I do. Those. I've got a host and an RSS feed. And then mm -hmm. so when I, when I put this on my host, my host then puts it on Spotify and Apple and everywhere. I go onto like random ass stuff. That, that has podcasts and I'll look up Zen sandwich and it's there. One yeah. thing I didn't know I was going there too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And most podcast platforms should have it distribute to at least 30 different types of platforms and direct. Like I said, there are catchers where they basically will say, Hey, if you are connected on Google and we'll, we'll do is we'll take our Google, we'll take the Apple, mm -hmm. Apple feed and they just catch it. Right. So uh -huh. even though you may not be submitting your content to them, they're just pulling it. They're just pulling that RSS feed and just, you know, taking it and gotcha. creating their own directories, et cetera. Um, the difference now that's audio based, right? So that's MP3 format. Then there is what I affectionately call one-to-one -one relationship, meaning you load up a video, an MP4 file to YouTube, for example. Mm. Well, YouTube wants everyone to stay on YouTube. YouTube right. don't care about any other competitor, right? right? Twitch or whatever, right? So what they do is it's called one-to-one -one because once you load that video, it stays on that platform and it doesn't go anywhere else. So that's a big difference the way I help people understand when they say, oh, I got my podcast on YouTube. It's like, that's <laughs> great, but that's, it ain't going anywhere else. You're not going right. to find it suddenly pop up on Spotify unless you take the step to actually produce it right and that's where you and i we've talked about uh in the past of post-production work so yeah 100 yeah. so yeah that's what we were rooted in um that's how i got into the whole digital content creation business to begin with was i was traveling uh, i left corporate america in 2017 and uh my business partner soon to be business partner came up to me and she's like hey you're traveling the world i know you with your champagne tastes <laughs> zero income you're gonna have to come to work at some point and at that point i was like man taking my sip of imperial on you know santorini <laughs> with my buddies um i gotta say it was one of those sad realizations of oh my gosh i'm high maintenance when it comes to travel i love my food and i love staying at nice lovely resorts have you have you been to santorini oh yeah I, and the, I, that, that, that's I a lived, true story i lived i lived on eos which is just north of santorini it's like yes. Naxos, Eos, and Santorini. Uh, it, that's a wild tangent. I just, it was when you said Santorini, I'm like, really? Oh my god. Wait, goodness. where were we? Oh, I don't mm. know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, Brilliant B Media. So, yes, um, fast forward during the pandemic, our business actually grew. Um, but right when, right before we, we didn't establish our business until 2018, we did a podcast. Um, we, when we established, established an LLC. It was just for the podcast because we just didn't know what direction it was going to go into. Sure. And it was all about technology and innovation because my background's in tech. 
Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know, like maybe like my, my, my subtle way of like staying in contact with everybody was like, Oh, I've got a tech podcast. Please hire me. If I needed to go back to corp, you know, that was my vibe. Sure. And um, we ended up being pretty successful with our podcasts and you can't have CIOs coming into your house, you know, to record with you. So we went looking for a studio here in the DFW area. We didn't like the studios. And so we started looking at maybe create our own studio, partnered up with a co-working space. Uh, the VP there had a, the same vision as us. And they basically proposed and said, look, if you if we put podcast studios in our co-working spaces, will you guys run it? And we will, you know, split the costs and all blah 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 and we got into the studio business like it was wow. weird it was like just like that and then right when we kicked it off dun 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 pandemic happened yeah so but that was the thing i i discovered is when you're talking to people and you're having these conversations like you and i are mm-hmm. man alive it feels like a master class it feels like we're just like sitting at the bar or coffee shop depending on your preference of sippy sips mm-hmm. and uh it's like a platonic first date and it's fun. <laughs> Doesn't it yeah. feel like that? Like it's uh, like a, I love it. I, I actually, uh, I have met, I cannot tell you, uh, just the variety. When I started Zen sandwich, my first like three or four interviews, two out of the first three interviews, I think were like world-class MMA fighters. <laughs> well, and that's a, just a story about why they were my first two, uh, uh actual, my first, like, Eight episodes are just solo. It's just me just to get started. And then I, I'm like, okay, I want to start interviewing folks. And um, my first guy was like a nutrition trainer guy. And then the next two were MMA fighters. And they're big names. They've got Wikipedia pages. They've fought in the octagon and that won, won tournaments wait, wait, and stuff. Are you kidding? My boyfriend is a massive MMA fan. He actually, that's how old we are. He actually had the first MMAs all on VCR video cassette tapes. He actually went to MMA number four out in Atlanta. I think okay. it was. I was at ten. I was at MMA. <laughs> I was at uh, UFC ten at, that was oh in Birmingham. And uh, yeah, that's so oh my funny. God, funny. I was a big uh, UFC fan back at the beginning. I, I don't watch it these days. It you know the oh, we're, we're not going to talk MMA, but it was actually almost it wasn't hurting my podcast, but it's not the way I wanted to start. Like, um, you the, don't want to be Joe Rogan? Come on, well, man. Well, uh, I wanted to be the counterpart of the or the 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 alternative choice to Joe Rogan, sure, but which is why I do have a, an eclectic mix, uh, a diversity of people, and that goes to the point I was trying to make is that the the amount of people I have had MMA fighters, world class MMA fighters, I have had uh, one of the first female park rangers in South Africa. Uh, I had uh, the first quadriplegic, female quadriplegic to go up the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. I've had uh, photographers, musicians, lots of authors, uh, you know, just the, the crazy range of folks that I have met. And then many of these people, not all of them, but many of these people I maintain friendships with. And I could have never done that except for this uh, podcasting, uh, a, a crazy world. <laughs> it gives you the opportunity to have a conversation you never would have for yes. no reason other than we're just chatting. And yep. there's a premise to allow us to have that conversation. Side note, can I just tell you, I'm laughing to myself because it's like, do you ever like play that, uh, like Kevin, um, 
Six Degrees of Separation. Yes, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon. So everything you just mentioned, I'm like, oh, I know someone that did that. I know someone else that did that. And every single time I'm like, wow, I know a lot of cool people, but not me. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, nope, I didn't do that. Nope. <laughs> I just saw a TikTok about, uh, you know, climbing up Kilimanjaro. Uh, actually, an old uh, client of mine um, actually climbed it. And yeah, crazy. It's just funny that you're mentioning it. And I think that is the joy about you know, podcasting in general is the fact that, you know, the pandemic did accelerate the popularity of it. Like it's like that tipping point to accept it, not being a culty, you know, nerdy, it's almost like popularizing BBC, you know, the whole radio ham radio back in the, you know, back in the day, I feel like pandemic is, or pandemic podcasting is just now a ubiquitous term Mm. and, and people are embracing it. Or maybe, maybe because that's what I do for a living. Maybe that's all I think about now and everyone's doing it. No bias, no bias. <laughs> well, I uh, I mentioned in the intro that you are all over the place, and what what I meant by that is that I will I don't mean like this conversation. It is. I, I just realized I'm so, I'm like the I'm probably the hardest person you'll ever have to interview. By the way, sorry. No, not that, really. You know, you know, someone asked. No, I actually enjoy conversations like this because they're they're free flowing and we can go in directions that we're comfortable with. I I I heard someone ask Larry King once who's the toughest person to interview. And he didn't even have to think about it. It was like Robert Mitchum. And, uh, and they're like, why? And it's like, because it didn't matter how it didn't even matter if I asked him an open-ended question that would normally force someone to think and, and give an expound, you know, expand upon a, an answer. He would just go, yes, no. <laughs> like that was all that Robert Mitchum would give him. He was like, it was the hardest interview I've ever done. So I like that we can banter back and forth. Oh, um, thank you. With that said, so I mentioned in the intro, you are all over the place. How do you keep up with everything? And that's a legit question. Let me just show you now. The listener can't see this, but I'm, I'm going to show Sia something. Hang on one second. Now, I'm old school. I keep a paper pen calendar book. I do Google Calendar just for to confirm stuff, but this is my you know, this is my baby. This is what I go to. Like, what do I have today? Oh, I've got an interview with Sia today. So it's, it starts and ends here. All right. So this is, I'm going to look at July. That's just last month. Okay. <laughs> so like, this is my calendar. Oh my gosh. Last look month. At you. Well, I mean, this one's this month. It's, it's, it, it it's only less complete because we're just here and not at the end here. But anyway, that's just me. And I just imagine your calendar is like five times that. How, how do you, I have to take monumental breaks. I have to like say, all right, for three days, I'm not talking to you. I'm not going on social media. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just hanging out with my wife for three days. I, I can't do what you do. How do you do I it? Think it our, I think it's, I think it's a brain. No, I think, no, I think it's our, wait. Okay. So for those that don't know, um, I do produce live streams and I have a client that uh, does a live stream on Wednesday nights and we had a topic about um, personality tests. And so uh, we use the 16 personalities.com. That was cheap, easy, free, whatever. Mm-hmm. What was your results? Protagonist. Uh, I forgot. It's uh, E-N-F-P, right? Oh, no, wait. I, I had a J in there. I think I can't remember. Oh, E-N-F-J. I've got, you know what? I've got it. Uh, I'm ENFP. No one second. I can. Well, find well, it. actually, so that's funny. You should mention that because I am, I am, e, I am ENTJ and ENFP. 
So the TJ and the FP are like almost 50-50. So it depends on the role that I'm in. I will flip back and forth. So when I was in my corporate sales gig, yeah. uh-huh. I was managing, you know, our sales team and we had a huge account on behalf of a huge, you know, top 50 company. So I was in a, what I affectionately call less than pleasant SIA mode to get <laughs> stuff done. Right. Because yeah. you got to, you know, these are multi-billion dollar businesses that you're, you're trying to like negotiate the relationship between. You're right? talking to a lawyer here or yeah. I, I, there used to be a different version of Zen Sandwich. Trust me. and i did a lot more drinking back then but um yeah but in my entrepreneurial world Mm -hmm. i flipped to enfp which is like the ideation like the idea person so i am i have this unrealized talent that i'm now acknowledging is that like i if i talk to you and you and i are talking we brainstorm about something like i have this ability to like see this big picture and i just get these random ideas and say okay look at this, consider this. And what did you think about, you know, growing your business in this direction? And what about talents here and all that? And it's weird. I literally visualize it in my head now. So when you're telling me that like, Hey, Oh, see, you seem like you're everywhere. There is some truth to that. My mind, I get bored very fast. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm not in the mix or my mind's not thinking of whipping up the next thing, Mm -hmm. or um, I'm not down a rabbit hole learning about something, then I'm a dangerous person to be. I'm most likely unpleasant because I'm bored, right? So yeah, no, I, there are some nonprofits that I've kind of hooked my wagon to to help them grow, and and I'm I'm, I'm consulting for them to really. They've got great causes. Why wouldn't you want to help them, right? Sure. But I'm also a business person, so there's a lot of that where um, I also firmly believe, and I didn't mention with Brilliant Beam. Uh, my other business partner and I parted ways. And so I actually launched Brilliant Beam in January of this year. I am like brand new on my own. So one thing that got me about naming the company Brilliant Beam Media is that I believe very firmly that we all have our own internal lights within ourselves. Call it fire, call it whatever you want. But when we're in doubt, it's dim, right? Like with Zen Mm -hmm. Samich, you know this. And if you don't know your center, it's very difficult to move forward in life. Right. And so when I parted ways with my business partner, it was very uh, un- uncomfortable and it's not pleasant when you're doing that, especially, right. you know, if you're friends and all that. But I also know if you can combine and hook your talons, if you will, of light with others and you care, bear, power, stare together, then you become a more brilliant beam of light. And that's where Brilliant Beam Media came from. Now, I'm, I'm laughing and I don't want to get too distracted you posted something once about the, this Care Bear analogy thing, and I, I, I think I had had a couple of beers, and I went and looked up. I did like Care Bear research to find out which Care Bear I am. I, I think I, I can't remember if I commented. I might have gone back the next day and like, oh, I, I think it's evident that I had a couple of beers and deleted a comment or something. But I, I had gone on wherever you said that. And, you know, I had said, like, look, I looked it up. This is my Care Bear representation. <laughs> I love you know, that. I don't remember that. Oh, my God. I feel so horrible. Which, the, which Care Bear are you? Well, I oh, there were so many because I didn't realize how big the Care Bear universe was. And then I, I think I had commented, I'm an offspring. This is how nerdy I am, Sia. I went and because the site I went on to that was like, it was like a Care Bear Wikipedia almost. And like any Care Bear you looked up, 
it would also take the Care Bears have a, a sex, a gender, uh, if you didn't, if you weren't aware. So I would look up some like, hey, I'm not probably that Care Bear. And then it would be like a female. And I'm like, oh, well, no, I'm not a female Care Bear. And then so then I would try to find the male Care Bear that fit me. And then uh, and then I just decided on, you know what? I'm the offspring of like lucky bear and <laughs> like careless bear. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, I went, I did like 30 minutes worth of care bear research. Okay. You might have uh, the same tendencies as me of going down rabbit holes. So oh, for sure, I mean, there's no two ways about it, but you know, I think that's a, and I think curiosity, curiosity is one of the most key components of, you know, for me to find my soul. And when I launched this business, I'm not going to lie to you. There was a lot of people very concerned about me because I do get excitable. I do veer off into like, Ooh, here we go. Next shiny new toy over there. And shiny. Wait, did you just bring me a shiny new toy over there? You know, like, like toy and um, shiny. So I'm kidding. No, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to say it, <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of people who didn't believe in me. Yeah. Right. And at that point, I was like, you know what? You sons of sea cooks, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to prove you all. And that was one thing that that was an ENTJ. I'm like, mm, nope. Watch yeah, this. They, okay. I'm, I'm going to rock this shit. That's me, ENTJ or something like that. Because that was, that's what I, I was also a dual. We're not going to go back down to the personality test thing, but I, I had two as well. And one of mine was that. And uh, anyway, yeah, same here. If somebody tells me if I, I can't stand naysayers. I don't mind you being critical or giving me advice. Like, advice, well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's going to work, but I like the idea, you know, but people are like, that'll never work. That'll never work. You know what? Go F yourself. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I don't care about asking you for advice <laughs> anymore because I think it can work. But um, anyway, I digress, which is not unusual. Uh, we got a few minutes left. I do a segment in each episode called five minutes Zen. Uh, you don't have to talk about Zen, but I, I, I tailor my question for whomever I'm speaking with. Here's my question for you. As a self-described advocate for the easiest path to happiness and success, what are some tips that you would give Zen Sandwich listeners for leading a more stress-free life? Oh, my goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Thank you for asking me. Number one know who you are, know who your soul is. All right. And when I say know who you are, not what you want to be, not what you think you should be, know your, know, know yourself, right? Know when you close your, the way I describe it is this. And yes, everyone, I do speak this graphically. When you're wiping your, you know what, okay. Ain't nothing more humble than the act of doing that. So one of the things that kind of reminded me of, you know, really understanding who you are, is like if you're female and you grow those long, 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 long nails, like how you wipe your ass ass, I don't know how, but you know what? Good job. But you know what? You're true to who you are and what you need to do to get it done, to get that thing wiped up and clean. You know what I'm saying? But uh, number one is find who you are truly. When you close your eyes at night and you can say, if I die, I I lived a good life. This is what I did in my short time on this little you know blue dot, right? Rock in the universe, whatever you want to call it. And I'm very, by the way, when I think of Zen stuff, I'm very universy. So I'm a big fan of the universe. I do believe we are the product of all the molecules, all the little atoms and whatever. Just like energy, it doesn't go away. It goes off somewhere else. So if you can push and promote positivity within yourself, 
it always comes back. Karma, 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 chameleon. You come and go. But you know what, though? If As long as you stay pure to who you are, it's always good. Um, it's not easy. Yeah. And that's why I, say, I, I, I did not realize with my Buddhist upbringing how much my mom influenced me. And just I'm Buddhist because I'm Thai. Yeah, the- I'm not Buddhist because I I don't understand half the sayings. In fact, I just read some of the Sanskrit stuff and I was like, oh, is that what they're chanting about? Well, I screwed I- up on like eight <laughs> of the chants that they were telling about. No drinking. No, I'm like, oh, well, whoop, nope, not me. I can't tell you how much um, like Zen and Buddhism actually influences Japanese culture, even if people don't practice it anymore. Like they, they are they'll say things and in, in an observational way. You know, like that's totally Zen, and like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about Zen. I'm like, well, it it just permeates the culture because it's here. So I totally get what you said about you know being raised in the environment that you were. That you know you have these Buddhist tendencies without even necessarily knowing where they originated from. One hundred percent, and I do believe very firmly, life is too short to carry the stressors that you can't control. Mm. So I am a big, big advocate of you're going to build boxes for yourself. And I actually made, I made a recent video on LinkedIn about boxes. Uh, it was really more about mental health, mm. but mental health, again, has a lot to do with if you found your center, a lot of the things and challenges with mental health, I'm not saying it goes away, mm. but to, to, to address and go through the challenges, it helps. It really does help. I'm not saying it solves, it helps. But I think the mental blocks that we give ourselves, we put ourselves in boxes sometimes. Sometimes, if I may quote Susanna Don, love you, girl, is you got to unbox, right? Just remove the boxes and get out of it, right? Jump outside. Sometimes those boxes exist for a reason, right? That you have to address some things about. Maybe it's a, uh, you know, I have a big ego, for example, like a uh, girlfriend, you got to like slow your roll about how you think about yourself. You know, you're not that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's also the stressors of, oh, I've got this and I've got that and I got that. And before you know it, you've you've created a mountain of boxes that really shouldn't be stacked. They just parallel. They're on the floor. How much easier if you could just visually step over those boxes and overcome each of those smaller tasks mm. versus stacking them and trying to climb a mountain of boxes. So my Zen recommendation is know who you are mm-hmm. and don't sweat the small stuff, peeps. That's right? it. Even and 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 think of boxes. As more lateral boxes, not stacking. I love it. I love it. It is very zen. One, know who you are. Two, remove the boxes or uh, just um, just step over them. Put them put them horizontally, not vertically. One hundo. I love All right. it. Well, uh, where can people find you? How can they uh, follow see you? You can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, look, people's S Y Y A. You're going to find me like if you do S-Y-Y-A and then uh, podcast or uh, digital content, you'll find me. There's no way you can't miss me right, unless I'll, you I'll Google a, me. If somebody's listening to this, I'll just put a link and uh, bri- uh, Brilliant Beam Media, of course. You didn't talk about how you're on Brilliant Beam Media. Oh, my God. I ran you off. Yeah, you guys, go to Brilliant Beam Media. I promote everyone because, again, Brilliant Beam, Shining Our Lights, Care Bear Power Star. That's why then sandwich is highlighted under my events. I don't produce your show, but I want you to succeed. So everyone, there's a lot of different shows on there. Check them out. They're all amazing uh, business-based uh, mm-hmm. mental health, physical health. Um, and of course, you know, business health uh, conversations. There you go. 
Well, that is it, folks. Uh, go check out Brilliant Bean Media. And remember, know who you are and remove your boxes. Don't sweat the the don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. I know that's cliche, but it's true. Um, when you're done with that, after you go to Brilliant Bean Media and look through that, uh, everything that's there and all the other podcast opportunities and uh, all the opportunities that are there, head over to zensandwich.com and help us pay some bills. You can simply do that with like a one-time donation of five bucks. Uh, and you have no idea how even just that makes me happy. Sia, you are a, uh, you're always a delight to talk to. Thank you so much, not only for your time today, but what you're doing over at Brilliant Bean Media. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.